1: 12 feet, 3 inches, and just under 400 pounds. Uh, To the best of our knowledge, and in the other corner, 92.9 The Game's reporter, Smoke and Joe Patrick, at an undisclosed height and weight, because he likes to cause trouble.
0: That'll get you some space in the scrum, won't it, Joe? Hell yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, is it like, I mean, so I have seen these pants. We should talk about these uniforms, uh, because I was actually talking... I was well. I was talking to somebody about them, uh, talking to somebody about them with Atlanta United this morning, which is where I was. And um, why did they even change the uniforms in general? Like, like why did this happen? Because I will say, having seen them, they do look way worse than, yeah, than the, the old uniform. They
0: look like uh, they look like you would buy it at a gas station. Really, like it. It looks like. Yeah. Like not like knockoff, really? Uh, well, it's because yeah. Nike and Fanatics are now partnering on the jerseys, so it's a slightly oh, new, okay, material or something? manufacturer. Oh. I think so, is it, so, so is it supposed
1: to be more like high performance wear, like you know. I hope dry so, or whatever <laughs> yeah, I they hope, I hope uh, so. call these
0: things. I hope so. I think what it probably is is the cheapest way to do it. He <laughs> <Would laughs> <Yeah. be> probably <laughs> yeah. would. But that's what I'm saying. It's Nike fanatic. Yeah. Why do they have to be cheap? <laughs> I don't know. That's the <laughs> thing about it. I think hopefully because it's spring training and like you, know, you go back and look like historically the stuff dudes wore at spring training is just like a mesh jersey, you know? Right. And you right. wore it yeah. every day. And some guys were number eighty-eight. You know what I mean? And that was kind of that. And then <laughs> mm-hmm. you get to the regular season, and you get your normal stuff. Hopefully, that's what it is. But yeah, I don't know. They It's definitely been um, one of the conversations coming out of spring training, for sure.
1: Have you, or maybe or more appropriately, your wife, uh, remarked on Spencer Strider and the way he looks in, in these uh, these pants in particular? I mean, why would my wife the hell have a about this? Uh, say something about that. <laughs> well, I mean, if they're into quads. Um, I, I, mean, got, I got a nice set of quads too, Joe. Don't oh let yeah. the sweatpants fool you. Now. No, maybe we need to get you in some of these pants, then. Yeah, <laughs> some no, some yeah, of these, yeah, uh, yeah, some yeah, of these yeah, see-through yeah. pants. Thighs <laughs> and eyes—that's what I got. Don't, 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 uh, <laughs> don't underestimate it. Now, nah. don't discriminate. Yeah, no, no, no underestimation. Thighs of, of it.
0: steel over at my yeah, house. Yeah, you about. All I right? do my squats. <laughs> Mustache isn't the only similarity I had to Spencer Strider. Uh, all right, let's <laughs> talk about the Falcons. I know that's one of the many teams that you cover. I asked Randy this earlier when we were talking about free agency. Um, you think they'll spend more money on offense or defense?
1: Uh, I think they'll spend more money on offense. Um, I, I, to me, and I think, where I, at least I feel like that's what they should do. Um, and I guess a lot of it depends on whether they're going to, you know, spend the money on Kirk Cousins, basically. I think that's what a lot of this comes down to. But when you look at what this team is constructed offensively, it's a lot of, really young players, um, not even just the skill position players, but even along the offensive line, like Drew Dahlman, Matthew Bergeron, uh, young, younger players. And so I feel like they would benefit from some more kind of veteran experience on that side of the ball and, uh, and vice versa. I feel like, you know, this team, this team last year defensively, they seem, I don't want to say old because the defense was kind of what was carrying this team for most of it, but you could tell like they needed to kind of, you know, spruce up in some areas you get get some get some you know some young bucks in there especially on that on that defensive front where you've got you know david onymada grady jarrett calais campbell last year um you know those are some of the older that's probably one of the older kind of defensive lines you'll see probably around the nfl so i think that they would be wise to you know invest more free agency money on offense but you know this all comes down to the specific players they're going to target, because whether it's you want it, to, it really depends on whether you want to use more of your free agency money on a quarterback or more of your free agency money on maybe an edge rusher like a Daniel Hunter or one of those kinds of guys. Right, Joe, is there anybody that you can think of? I was trying to figure out that is in need of a new contract other than AJ, even though you don't have to give him a new one. Uh, well, Kyle Pitts, of course, he's not not not, not this year, right. but you know he's he'll be playing on his fifth year option. Um, gosh, I'm trying to say, well, another one is, uh, Drew Dahlman would be Mm -hmm. coming up again. These aren't like, uh, immediate concerns, but there are things that you probably need to be planning for, because especially if you plan to really kind of spend so much in free agency that you are kind of butting up against the limits, then you have to have plans for these kinds of things. Um, I can't think of any off the top of my head. Gosh, I wish I had the spreadsheet in front of me that I could look up online on Spotrack, but um, you know they did restructure Jake Matthews' contract last year, so I think they're trying to get out ahead of, of of some of the spending because they know that this is their time to do it after they obviously cleaned the slate the you know previous couple of years. Um, but I can't think of any like you know in dire need off the top of my head other than those guys. But they have some sp- holes to fill. You know, like um, it's not contract extension, but if, well, I guess technically it would be, but. If you wanted to try to get Calais Campbell back, that's obviously going to cost you some money. Uh, who knows what they're going to do at the other cornerback spot, aside from A.J. Terrell. So, um, overall, there definitely are needs that this team will need to spend on um, to fill legitimate holes uh, on on this roster that are starting spots for this team.
0: I, th- I think folks have seen some of the names that are potential um, cut candidates to save a little bit of money, some guys that you could move on from to get yourself a little bit more cap space. Is there a name that you think is possible that would be slightly surprising that the Falcons could move on from to save a little bit of money?
1: Hmm. Yeah, um, there are some. So I, I don't think that these are going to happen, but I think that they're worth thinking about, uh, which is – First of all, Caleb McGarry on that right side, um, you know, he's a player who has, you know, a very specific set of skills, <laughs> not meant for uh, killing yeah. people like Leon Neeson, but he's, he's very, you know, killing people on the edge and when he's blocking <laughs> uh, run blocking, of course. Yeah. Um, but he's not, you know, he, he has that definite hole to his game too. And if you wanted to upgrade there, there's potential for them to do that again. I don't think these are going to happen because I just feel like this team has too many needs where they these are kind of more luxury kind of items for them to to do. Um, uh, another one that's worth thinking about, and again, I don't think this is going to happen this offseason. But you know, Grady Jarrett, I, I would recommend everybody look at you know kind of his contract, what's coming up. He, I, I think that he becomes a lot more um, of a cap kind of ex- expenditure kind of guy next off season. And a lot of it will depend on how he looks coming back from this ACL tear. I expect him to look great. You know, he's just such a top professional that you, you, you would never ever bet against Grady Jarrett coming back and, you know, being his productive self. But um he has a big contract and you know ultimately the sport is a business. Um who are some other ones I was thinking of? Uh well obviously Johnny Smith is, is is a is one um unlikely he's a he's a very expensive tight end, all things considered, especially going into this year. And it's unlikely that the new coach is going to be utilizing him as much as Arthur Smith did last year. And, you know, that's kind of a tongue-in-cheek thing, but also the fact that when you look at just the personnel packages that this, you know, new Falcons offense under Zach Robinson's likely to use, it's just going to use a lot less two tight end sets and especially throwing to that second tight end um, and utilizing him the way that he, that, uh, that Johnny Smith was last year probably won't be the case under Arthur Smith. And then obviously you got the quarterbacks. Uh, Taylor Heineke is kind of an obvious one at yes. this point. I don't know if anybody's really expecting him back. What did, uh, what, in your opinion, what did Ike kill your new receiver coach, what did you think he meant when he talked about Drake London needs to take the next step? You know, I love to hear that because I agree. Like, we all know that there's a ton of talent there, both physical and, you know, the mental attributes that he brings. I know we something that Arthur Smith loved about Drake London, the kind of competitive nature. But he's not at this point. I mean, let's be honest. Drake London's not like a premier you know, pass catcher in this league right now. When I say premier pass catcher, I don't mean like top 30, which is what he is. He's probably kind of along that. He's he's probably like, if you were to rank kind of receiving talents, he's probably in that kind of 20s somewhere. I think that the Ike Hilliard, uh, as long as Terry Fontenot and the team that draft, the, the, the personnel that drafted Drake London see him as potentially being one of those top 10 receivers. Now he's not going to necessarily get it done in the way that, a lot of these top 10 receivers nowadays do with these, them being a lot of these uh, like real smaller uh, super speedy types um, or even just kind of the just having that natural physical talent to separate but i do think that they see him as a guy who can be you know more along we've talked about him a lot but you know mike evans but just these guys who can go up and physically you know out muscle some of these corners um and win these balls. And so I think that he's got that potential. But I do think that he needs that kind of more explosive receiver around him. And I thought it was interesting to hear even Justin Fields mention that in the podcast that he did with the uh, Saint Brown brothers, which is you know he even said that the Falcons kind of need another another piece offensively. And it's kind of funny to just think about that, considering how much we talked about how heavily this team has invested in these skill position players, and would they actually do it again? I actually don't think it would be the worst thing in the world <laughs> if a player like Malik Neighbors falls to 8. I yeah. think that the Falcons would have to strongly consider taking that kind of player cuz he's the kind of, that's the kind of player that can really transform an offense.
0: It's so funny. We mentioned that yesterday because J.J. McCarthy was in in Daniel Jeremiah's mock draft and we said, "Don't worry, that's going to happen." About a month ago. Then yesterday it was, "Don't <laughs> don't worry." Skill position players will start to be mocked to the Falcons at number eight two, whether yeah. it's Roman yeah. Dunsey or Malik Neighbors or someone like that's coming next. What what did you make of the JJ McCarthy mock though? Like what's your reaction to to that? Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Uh, that conversation.
1: Listen, I mean, I, so I'm not opposed to the Falcons acquiring J.J. McCarthy. I think it would be a tough pill to swallow to do that in the top 10. It certainly seems like that's the buzz that he's getting right now. Um, because just he's, he's, he's not, I think objectively, he's not kind of a, a fully fleshed out quarterback at prospect at this point in time. Like he's got the tools to potentially be that player in the future. Um, just similar to heck, Justin Fields, like having tools that you hope you can kind of, they can meld together into a cohesive, you know, form that makes him a complete quarterback somewhere down the line, obviously that would be happened a lot quicker in Justin Fields' career than it is where JJ McCarthy is. I think he's only 20 years old still. I see the reasons why teams would want McCarthy, but I think that he's a player that is not going, you're, you're not um, probably going to want to throw him out there as like your starting quarterback for week one, if you draft him. And I, and it, and it sounds weird to say that because you would think that any quarterback who is drafted in the top 10 uh, is going to be a quarterback that is, is your starter. But I think, you know, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago on the show, guys, like I, I think the Falcons are kind of in a spot where they, they sort of have to double dip a quarterback with, you know, getting a, a veteran guy, whether that's a Jacoby Brissett kind of on the Taylor Heineke spectrum, or if you want to go and splash the cash on a Kirk cousins, as well as bringing in a younger, younger quarterback or rostering a younger quarterback um, that you can develop to kind of take over the reins. But, you know, it's, there's a lot to flesh out with that with that particular position. Uh, it's hard for me to see JJ McCarthy though being this team's starting quarterback in Week One of the season next year. Joe, we appreciate it. it. it Thank AP. you. All right, thanks, guys.